Pawnee Local Radio is made possible by the generous donations of listeners like you, and by people like Bruno the Barbarian King, whose autobiography, More Than Just a Big Sword, will be available in a bookstore near you. Well, good morning, my friends. I am your host, Derry Murbles, filling in for Catfish, who is filling in for Nina Joplin. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Clashing in Traffic. Today, my guest is producer of Clashing in Traffic, Sparky. Sparky, how are you doing this morning? No, Sparky, you, you must actually speak into the microphone. Sparky, they can't hear you. What What do you mean that you don't like your voice to be heard on... Sp- Come on, Sparky, We I thought we agreed to this. Catfish assured me that you were going to... What... Okay, you tell Catfish if he's not going to give me a good guest, that I am not going to be his host. He can find another guest host for the day. No, that's it. I'm leaving. No, good day, sir. (laughs) Hey, y'all. It's Catfish here. (laughs) Welcome back to episode number six of Clashing in Traffic. Uh, shout out to my my friend Derry Murbles. I thought he was going to be filling in for us, but I guess not. Thank you, Sparky, for your generous contributions to this show. I don't know how I would do it without you, um, because you do absolutely nothing at all for me other than tell me the things that I've done wrong. So thank you for that. Uh, as you might have guessed, friends, uh, today is going to be all about parks and recreation, or well maybe pods and recreation. Uh, you see, anybody who is a Clash of Clans podcast fan probably already knows that this past weekend, the Clash Files hosted the Pods and Recreation Podcaster War. Uh, we had a ton of fun over there. We brought over a lot of the podcast community, brought over a lot of members from our various clans, all got together for a big war. Uh, we did, it was a, a 30 versus 30 friendly war uh, with everything from Town Hall 9 on up to a bunch of us noobs at Town Hall 14. Uh, and yes, there were a couple noob Town Hall 14s, like myself, who is, you know, mostly free to play, don't go out and gem all that stuff. And a couple folks who were just going to say they're dirty rotten gemmers, <coughs> big D, <coughs> uh, who sat number one on the map for the enemy team from me. Uh, We'll get a little bit into that in a moment. But I do want to give a shout-out to Miss P for being a fantastic team captain for Team Treat Yourself. And to Carl for being a team captain over with Team Literally. Uh, Those two got together Wednesday night with some of the other folks in the Clash Files family and did the draft on Wednesday night. Uh, It was streamed by... Mordzors and a couple other folks. Actually, I think that one was streamed it was just on Discord. Mordzors took care of the streaming on Twitch during the actual war. So shout out to those guys uh, for hosting us, for hurting the cats, and making it uh, as fair as possible. Uh, we had some great attacks. We had some terrible attacks. But it doesn't matter because in the end, I think we all had a good time. We came together as a community and from this i think we've got some other folks in our our friends list uh we've already had a couple folks stop into knights of zion to do some friendly challenges uh you see my my man big d he and some of our our typical war specialists they were plotting on how they were going to take out the number one base on my team 
team treat yourself and spent hours planning this attack and had these long complicated steps and on step one his royal champion did not do exactly what he needed her to do and if you mess up by one tile in step one when you've got a whole bunch of steps it ends up resulting in unfortunately a one star for big d and nobody nobody was more mad about it than big d himself he was in our our uh, clan discord just beating himself up about it and invited c-note c-note of the uh crystal to join podcast he invited c-note to come on over to our clan after the war was done because he wanted to try that army out and his plan out on that base to see if it would work if he quote wasn't bad so he c-note thank you for stopping by and letting uh letting big d take another shot at it uh and uh Big D did a little bit better on that second shot. Uh, hopefully, he'll be able to triple that pace someday in the future. Uh, and until he does, I'm sure it'll be bugging him. Uh, but I do want to thank also Lucifer and Marshman. You guys both came out of there with a triple and a double. Lucifer, Town Hall 14 from Knights of Zion, uh, who actually just recently changed his name to Kratos. So if you come, if you were a Lucifer fan and you come looking in our clan and don't see him, it's not because we kicked him. He did a great job. He just decided to change his name. So when you see Kratos in the Knights of Zion or in the Klaus Gaming Discord, that's our man Lucifer. Uh, came out with a fresh hit triple on his first attack and did a great job. Marshman, also another knight. Uh, he is a Town Hall 13. Actually, just after the war, I think he hit. Why, well, thank you, Waze, for telling me about the speed trap. Uh, but Marshman was a Town Hall 13 during the war and is now a Town Hall 14 up in Knights of Zion, one of our new trialists, as we talked about last week. Uh, those guys both came out with a triple for us and uh, and then another two-star to come out with five stars total. So great job to those Knights. Uh, we had many others, Tribe of Judah, Proverbs 31, Dynamite, all came over also and did some good things, had some fun. Uh, me, I don't feel like I contributed too much. I came up with... with two two stars uh I, I think i increased the percentage on one of the bases but it didn't matter it didn't come down to percentage team treat yourself was pretty dominant in beating team literally uh, so congratulations to team treat yourself and i'm sure i'm sure that someday we will have a rematch of some sort uh, and get all these podcasters together again uh, now anybody who is interested in these podcast event wars, make sure you head on over to the Clash Files Discord. They just recently announced another event that'll be coming up in May. It's going to be a Town Hall 14 only random spin. So they're going to take as many Town Hall 14s as they get. If they get to 50, then registration will close. They'll have a couple alternates, I'm sure, so that we can take care of any no-shows at the last minute. But they're going to be having a Town Hall 14 only random spin war uh, next month. So head over to discord.gg slash class files if you want to get more information on that so now what else is happening this week in clash of clans uh, most of us are probably well most of us that were at the you know the, the max town hall before uh, are probably working on our town hall 14s uh, and guys let me tell you mistakes were made uh, i talk about having a plan a spend plan for all of your upgrades and all of your research and know how you're going to be using your magic items so that you can get the best return on investment from them, right? Well, I had a plan 
and unfortunately, I forgot about that plan, and I did something that's going to mess me up for about a week. You see, I chose to upgrade my clan castle with a hammer instead of my pet house, because I felt like that extra spell slot was going to help me more than just having a level 1 pet house. Well, in the meantime, after getting that, I was able to get a hammer, well, I was going to be able to buy a hammer for building after the timer wore out, and I also picked up a book of building from the season pass. So I was going to be able to, once my builder finished building my pet house, take it from level one immediately up to level three and unlock three pets. Uh, now that was going to be after the war was over. So what I did was I bought a couple builder potions, uh, sped that up a little bit so that my, my pet house got finished before the war ended, so that unlocked Lassie. And then I used my book of building on the pet house to get it to level two so that I could get that owl. So now I have two pets. My timer, my cooldown timer for the hammer of building was going to be about 12 hours after the war ended. So I was going to be able to upgrade that, that pet house uh, immediately with a hammer after the war ended. Well, catfish being a brilliant dude who puts a plan together, forgot to check that plan before I put my sixth builder to work on something else. So the cooldown timer ended, I go into the shop, I buy my hammer so that I can hammer that thing, and then I look and I don't have a builder available for six days and 18 hours. So now I can't even hammer the silly pet house. It's a dilemma. What am I going to do? Uh, what that does mean, though, is that next week, when that builder becomes available, I'll be able to hammer it, and then a few hours later, I can buy yet another book of building, or hammer of building, and I can hammer it up to level four. So, yes, mistakes were made. It's going to set me back about a week on having the mighty yak, but I'll get by without it. Uh, I have been doing decently with just those two level one pets. Uh, right now, what I'm doing is I have Lassie with my Royal Champion. Again, it's it's a level one. Um, but I have I have Lassie with the Royal Champion uh, because what I'm what the armies that I'm using right now, I am typically using my Royal Champion to get to go after like a single Inferno. Uh, if I'm, I'm, I'm running a Queen Walk uh, and then I'm trying to do that minion event right now, I was doing the the giant event previously, finished that one up, uh, I was doing some Queen Charge Lalo stuff, um, and in that, I was using the Royal Champion either at the end, if I, if I had to go towards the uh, Town Hall at the end, I would save her so that I could make sure that I got to the Town Hall, or if my Queen Walk, if I had to walk her instead of charge her, if my Queen Walk was going to be going somewhere near a single, I would send the Royal Champion in with Lassie, um, freeze that Inferno one time so that the, the Royal Champion can get in there, uh, the Inferno wouldn't kill my Queen, and then the RC would take that out, and then she would continue on to take out a couple other buildings. Uh, the fact that Lassie jumps the walls and the Royal Champion jumps the walls made sense to me, uh, to put those two together uh, right now, initially. Um, again, Lassie's only level one. Uh, so there's not a whole lot of damage that it does, but because it can jump out ahead of the Royal Champion at times, 
Uh, it can provide a little bit of tanking to make sure that the RC doesn't die prematurely. And then I have the Owl paired up currently with my Queen. I know a lot of folks are pairing the Owl with the Warden, but the fact that the Owl has a shorter range than the Warden puts the Owl out in front of the Warden at times, and I feel like that puts the Owl at too much risk. Uh, with the Queen, some of that chain lightning, uh, if there is something that's out of reach of the Queen, the Owl can at least be hitting those secondary defenses with some of that chain lightning, uh, which is is come in handy when I'm when I'm trying to funnel that that queen walk or that queen charge around. Um, like a if there is a, if if there's anything behind whatever that queen is is hitting, uh, it's doing a little bit of damage on that. So that when I send like I just talked about the world champion in on the other side to take out something. Um, her ability is definitely going to knock out whatever defense that was that got a couple shots from that owl's chain lightning. Uh, once I have all four pets, I'm sure I'll be changing things around, and it all depends on, on which army you're using, right? Um, it'll be a little bit more difficult for those of us in Legend League um, to just get them set and not be able to change them in-game, kind of like you can change the Warden from ground to air. But... I'm sure we'll all come up with ideas and in, in ways that we want to use those. A lot of folks are loving putting the yak with like the queen. If you're doing a queen charge and putting the yak with the queen, that makes a lot of sense to me. But if I'm trying to do a queen walk and want to force her to go somewhere, I don't know that I want to put the yak with the queen just yet. But there's going to be a million different strategies going on. And that's, that's one of the things that I love about the updates to Clash of Clans. It brings in new things, new strategies and it's a lot of fun to try to figure those out. So that's that's what I'm doing right now. Um, I've got the, the super minions right now. I think I need to do one more attack with the super minions to finish that event so that I can get uh, one of those books for boosting super troops. Um, and I boosted the super minions because we've got a war coming up. Knights of Zion spun a war last night, and a lot of folks are still putting super minions in the defensive clan castles. Now, our super minions, still viable in defensive clan castles. Uh, we have a guy that's hanging out in our, our Discord server right now that, that plays in some pro leagues uh, and is saying, at least at the pro level, they're not necessarily viable because the, the, the damage per second on the super minions was reduced by 50. So they're, they're not putting out as much damage as they were before. So if you only have two super minions in your CC, uh, a queen charge, queen walk can, can easily get through that if she's raged. Um, whereas before, two super minions could still take you out if you were slightly off on any of those spells. Now it takes three super minions, which then cuts down on the other things that you can have in the CC. Um, it takes three super minions to get that sort of damage out there. But even though their DPS was reduced, their hit points were increased by 100. So they're a little bit beefier. It takes a little bit more to kill them. Uh, you can't just poison freeze and then watch them die. They're going to be able to survive through that. So you've got to still be able to deal with them somehow. Uh, so we still have some guys who are requesting super minions. So super minion event going on. I decided to boost those, use them for that event and uh, help fill up some CCs. Now, personally, I am struggling using these super minions. On attacks, uh, I've I've done them some different super minion attacks before uh, when they first came out, and in trying to 
figure out what the best way to how, what the best way is to use them. I just don't know, guys. Um, and I'm not always a Lalo attacker. I love Lalo, and it used to be one of my favorite attacks. But at, at Town Hall 13, uh, I I kind of struggled with some of the timing of things, so I went to some other types of attacks. But uh, that's what I've been doing. I've been doing a, a Queen Charge Lalo, taking a Yeti Bomb in a blimp so that I can either bomb out the Town Hall, if it's if it's available. If I think I can get the blimp to the Town Hall, then I'll, I'll bomb that out. Or if there's value somewhere else where like, I can get to an Eagle and a Scatter or an Eagle and some Expos, um, then I'll send that, that blimp bomb in and take that out and then do my Queen Charge around to take out whatever else needs to be done. Uh, I'm relying, I'm hoping to get a lot of value in this attack out of my my Yeti Bomb in the blimp and my Queen Charge. Uh, I'm trying to get that 50% down with just the Queen Charge because I'm only taking one Lava Hound, some balloons, a couple Super Minions, and some regular Minions. I, I was just using Super Minions and I wasn't getting anywhere with that. There wasn't enough uh, spread out troops to, to do any sort of cleanup. Um, so yeah, what I'm doing right now is not, it's not working for me. I, I would not suggest it, but again, all I needed to do was win 10 attacks with those super minions to, uh, finish that event. So after I get this last attack done this afternoon, I'll be switching back to something a little bit different. Uh, I might try some, uh, I got super wizards also boosted right now. I was using those to help donate and trying out some super whiz witch armies, I don't typically use Super Wizards, but I wanted to give them a try to, to get a little bit uh, a little bit more well-rounded in some of my attack styles. Um, instead of just relying on, I use a lot of Witches, and I use a lot of Yetis, and I needed to switch some things up. Uh, so any of my, my clanmates are liking it, because a lot of guys right now are using what our clan leader, Big D, and I think Clash Bashing may have been one of the guys trying to say this. We were trying to call it Houdini, despite the fact that everybody else in the Clash of, Clash of Clans community calls it Blizzard. Uh, I guess Blizzard makes sense. You're, you're talking Blimp and Wizard, so Blizzard. Um, but yeah, that, that's... A lot of our guys are using that right now because while I have these Super Wiz boosted, there's a ton of people that are asking for that. Uh, maybe I'll go back to that once I am done with this Super Minion event. Uh, the thing I struggle with on that Blizzard is the doggone placement of the invisibility spells, guys. If you don't get those right and you make the building invisible, that you really want the wizards to attack that just screws everything up so that's i really need to practice that so that's probably what i'll end up working on this past or this next uh, day or two is getting better at dropping those invisibility spells in a place where they need to be dropped so that the the wizards under rage can take out more and more of the base so that's how i'll do it uh, and i know that a lot of people say just practice it in fcs practice it in fcs there's something different, though, about actually practicing these things in live attacks. Yes, I will absolutely be doing some FCs before I go out and do this. But I feel like there's no pressure then. And if there's no pressure to make it better, the practice doesn't seem to be as good for me. So, yeah, I do a lot of my war-type uh, practice with different war-type armies in Legend League 
simply so that there's that little bit of added pressure. If I screw it up, I'm hurting myself. Uh, if I do well, I'm rewarding myself. If I do something good or bad in an FC, all it does is, you know, post the percentage of damage that I did in clan chat. And if I do terrible, then the clan might make fun of me, but uh, who cares? Uh, so that's where I say that for, if you're a Town Hall 13 or 14, Legend League for me <coughs> is the best place to be. Not just for farming. You can farm loot in low leagues if you're a Town Hall 13 or 14. But that's all you're going to do is farm loot. Guys are going to be boosting sneaky goblins. You're going to send a bunch of those out and get a bunch of loot. Are you going to be able to get a lot of loot in a short amount of time? Absolutely. You can do that. But you're not going to be getting the practice that you need. And you're not going to be getting the practice with that extra little bit of consequences. And having that little bit of pressure, I think, makes the practice that much better. So we see these uh, debates going on in both the Knights of Zion Discord server and in the Klaus Gaming Discord server about where's the best place to farm. Personally, I think if you are up at the top level, Legend League is the best place to farm because it's not just farming, it's practice. So uh, take that with a grain of salt, if you will, and uh, hopefully I'll see some more of y'all up in Legend League so that I can see some good bases that I can maybe triple. <laughs> Probably not. You don't have to worry about me tripling all your bases. Unless Green Arrow is watching me. So my boy Green Arrow, I, uh, I had a couple attacks in Legend League. And as soon as I start the attack, I see that little eyeball pop up. I'm like, oh, great. Who's watching? Is the guy that I'm attacking watching me and seeing what I'm about to do? Or is it somebody from the clan? Or is it somebody on the friends list? So I go in and attack this base. And it just happened to be the perfect base for the army I was using. It was a ring base. And I was using a log launcher with, like, super giants and witches. And a ring base is not going to stand up to that. I've got... 8 Quake uh, in the Log Launcher to get in the middle and take out that Town Hall so that you know the troops in the Log Launcher don't even have to destroy the Town Hall. It's going to be down before the Log Launcher gets there. If you hit that Town Hall with four Quakes and let the Logs hit it, it's going down before the troops even deploy. So uh, it was a perfect base for the army I was using. I get done with the base. I triple the base. I'm like, yes, finally got a triple in Legend League. And uh, I head on over to Discord. I look at my friends list in game, and I see that uh, a couple folks are online. Um, I think I was the only one online in the clan, so I knew it wasn't somebody from the clan. So it was either the dude that I tripled or some buddy of mine. Sure enough, Green Arrow was watching. And he was like, hey, nice triple. Like, Thanks, dude. Easy base. Finally found one. Day or so later, I get a very similar base. I'm using a similar army. And that silly eyeball pops up. And uh, I triple the base. I head on over to Discord, and I was like, all right, was it Green Arrow or Marshman? Because Marshman's another guy who has been watching a couple times. And Green Arrow again's like, yeah, man, you're always tripling bases. I'm trying to figure out how to triple. Well, the secret for me to tripling a base is apparently having Green Arrow watching. So Green Arrow, thanks, my dude, for coming and watching some of my hits. I need uh, to know what your schedule's going to be so that you can watch the rest of them. Because I can tell you, I have not had another triple since you watched that last one. So uh, thanks, my brother. Uh, shout out to you over in Crystal to join and down in Australia. Uh, good dude over there. So while we're on the subject of getting triples in Legend League, uh, 
for any of you guys who are also newer Town Hall 14s like me, what are you guys using? Uh, are there any any new strategies that you have found that have been pretty consistent? And I'm talking more about the uh, not the guys who gem everything up to max, uh, but the guys who are, are trying to chug along pretty cheaply in the game and, and upgrade at a, at a decent pace. Are you guys seeing any new attack strategies that you like um, for, for farming up in Legend League? Uh, for the first couple days, and I'm sure a lot of us saw this, for the first couple days after the update, uh, I continued working on, I was using Giant Witch or the Super Giant, I think I was using Super Giant Witch, and then it moved over to the regular Giants to do that uh, Giant event. And, I mean, Witches are still seem to be pretty OP. Uh, as long as you get them deployed in the right spot, um, and you're not falling for one of those baited corners uh, where the, the town hall and every single trap in the book is there in the corner. Um, I still find that witches are getting through. It's spammy. It's not technical. So I don't want to use it constantly. But they seem to have still been working pretty well for me. Now the reason I ask about us guys who aren't gemming everything is I have seen a couple YouTubers post some videos about new dominant Town Hall 14 attack strategies. And unfortunately, a lot of them are talking about using maxed out pets. And I simply don't have that. You know, like I said earlier, I have two pets, and in about a week, I will get the other two pets. But they're still going to be low level. I'm going to be using my, my hero magic items on those pets for a little while. But they're going to be low level for quite some time. Uh, for instance, I saw Clash with Corey posted a new video talking about this dominant strategy, and it involved a bunch of Pekkas, and, and I don't even remember what all was in the whole army. But he said, and I got excited because I was like, okay, cool, here's a new a new attack strategy that he's using to just completely demolish accounts uh, in Legend League. And then one of the first things he says is that the star of the attack is the royal champion with a maxed out unicorn well that, that i'm not going to be there for quite some time i don't even have the unicorn yet so it's going to be a bit till i can try that i think he was calling it ghost wipe attack um it really did look op i mean every every replay he was showing and even the, the live attacks that he was doing were just demolishing bases uh, and even with swag spells and forgetting about spells because he's got some jump spells in there to get you know this main push army through and then essentially a uh, an invincible uh, royal champion that just ends up cleaning up the rest of the base uh, but again i don't have the unicorn so can't get there yet so i'm still relying on some old town hall 13 strategies and trying to work in some of this new stuff to, to figure out what all is going to be happening. Um, after my current set of uh, super troops expire, I think I might try the new um, the new level of the Inferno Dragons uh, because that's one of the ones that I had done uh, first in the lab. Uh, so we'll, we'll see if I can't get that Inferno Dragon thing to work now that they have an extra level. But what are some of you guys seeing? Let me let me know um, if you see me hanging out in one of the Discord servers. Hit me up with what you guys are using. Um, post some pictures of the armies you're using. Like uh, right now, I'm using a bunch of ice golems, uh, or I will be uh, after this super minion thing's done. Um, I'm going to be using a bunch of ice golems and witches again. Uh, I don't have super wall breakers at the moment, so that's usually I'll end up using some super wall breakers to make sure that I can get into a base 
and using the eight quakes to get through the base, but I don't have super wall breakers available at the moment, so we'll have to see how that'll work out if I can continue to not lose trophies on a daily basis uh, in Legend League by using some of these attacks. But again, like those first couple days, I was tripling left and right, but it was a bunch of, you know, we didn't see any Town Hall 14 bases in Legend League for the first day or two because of the way that the, the cooldown is for Legend League defensive bases. That first day we all, you know, booked or hammered our Town Hall to 14, but that meant we had to wait 24 hours before we could put that Town Hall 14 base out on defense in Legend League. So those first two days was a free-for-all. I was tripling a bunch of people, but I was also getting tripled a bunch of times. Uh, now that we're a little over a week in, things are starting to even back out. And as I'm finding bases that actually have some uh, Town Hall 14 level scatter shots and Eagle Artilleries, and man, those those new level um, multi-infernos that have added that beam, um, that that's wreaking havoc on some of my, my witch spam attacks. So, it, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time to learn some of this stuff. Um, and while I don't have videos that I can show you, and I find it very difficult to talk through a, a strategy on a podcast, right? I'm not playing the game, so it's, it's tough for me to, to talk through, here's the strategy I'm using, and here's where I'm jumping uh, or placing spells or whatnot. So, yeah, go out and, and make sure you're following some, some good YouTubers and f don't just follow the guys like like Galadon or like Clash with Corey or these guys who have spent a bunch of money to gem. Don't just follow those guys unless you're also gemming along with them. Um, make sure you're following some guys who are playing in a similar style to how you are playing so that you can see the strategies that they're using and how they're working. Um, and that's, that's one of the reasons that I like my guy Klaus so much is he isn't completely free to play but he's not spending a whole bunch of money so he's he's playing in a similar style to me uh, so if you if you're like that um check out some of his progress and what he's doing uh, i'm sure he'd appreciate it uh if you happen to be a new subscriber to him you know stop into the comments and, and post something nice uh and I'm, I'm sure he'd appreciate that but who are who are some of the other youtubers that you guys are watching that haven't gemmed everything um so I, I mentioned galadon he's got that that well he has two i think completely gemmed out bases um but the nice thing about him is he also posts from his other accounts he's got a, a couple that have gemmed and then he's got a couple that he hasn't so we we get all kinds of different content from him uh and i and i like getting a lot of different folks when i was sitting at max 13 it didn't matter who i watched because i had the same types of armies as everybody else so now that I am one of these cheap-to-play guys, uh, watching some of these maxed-out guys has made it a little difficult to figure out what armies are going to work for me since I don't have the max heroes and the max pets and all that. Um, so yeah, let me know who you're watching and who's got some good content for us cheaper guys. So speaking of YouTubers making content out there, uh, let's give a, a big round of applause to... Proverbs 31 and her YouTube channel, uh, Clash on the Potty. Uh, Proverbs just now, uh, I just 
took a quick break to get some lunch and while I was sitting there eating uh, Proverbs just now made it over a hundred subscribers on her YouTube channel uh, so congrats Proverbs um, if you're one of those subs thank you so much if not uh, go check out Clash on the Potty on YouTube uh, Proverbs is the one that runs it and, and posts most of the videos. I don't think we've seen Tribe on there. Maybe that should be one of the challenges now that uh, you know she's reached this milestone. Maybe we see Tribe up there on something. Uh, but she's the one that posts most of the videos. She just recently did one about the Epic Jungle Challenge. Um, she does some international taste tests because we've got a bunch of friends from all over the world in these different discord servers and they'll they'll send her some crazy ideas for things to eat or drink and she does that on her youtube channel um so go check her out and give her a give her a like and a subscribe and, and all that fun stuff uh but congrats proverbs on on making that milestone maybe we'll uh we'll have to send you a, a paper play button because I, I know it takes like a hundred thousand to get that silver one i'm not sure what that equates down to for a hundred but we'll, we'll make something happen right <laughs> But now as we continue on, um, what do we have left to talk about in Clash of Clans? Um, I want to address something that I'm sure all of us have had to deal with. It's something that we don't ever want to have to deal with, but it does happen. Uh, and that's going to be toxicity in your clan. How do you handle that? Um, We've recently, in a couple of the different clans and in a couple of the different Discord servers that I'm in, uh, we've had to deal with that. Uh, and it seems like the, the last couple months there had been a little bit more of that. Uh, one, um, one, I'm a guy who likes to give people a second chance. Uh, my initial reaction is, is I'm going to fly off the handle and we're just going to boot and, and troll this person uh, until the end of time. And that, that's, that's the wrong reaction, right? So I, I consciously try to make an effort to show people some grace uh, because I have certainly been a guy that's done and said stupid things throughout my entire life. And if it weren't for being shown grace from other people, who knows where I would be? Uh, not just in gaming, but in life in general. Um, so, and that, that's like the, the clan family that we came from, uh, where, where, uh, Jesus freaks or dynamite in, in Proverbs 31, uh, where we all came from was guild of grace. And that grace that we were talking about is, is the grace that we all need, right? We are, we are a Christian based family of clans over there. And we all understand that every single one of us is a sinner that, aside from the grace of God himself, would all be deserving of hell. Uh, and we have been shown that grace. Um, and we like to live our lives in such a way as to reflect that grace that we have been shown. Uh, and we like to do that even in, in the gaming community, right? We, we want to give people a chance to grow, to mature, and hopefully come around to be doing some good things. But there's times when things happen and people do things or say things that you just have to say enough is enough. Um, we, we had someone who joined one of our clans and everything seemed to be going fine for a while. I had heard rumors from some other clans that are friends of ours that this person uh, was one that is known to be a little bit toxic and to 
do some things that were a little inappropriate. And we, we took that, we considered that, and we still decided, all right, this, we're gonna let this person in. And we didn't have any problems for a couple months. And then all of a sudden they start asking questions in Discord and in clan chat that just seemed a little off. Um, and I, I, to quote, you know, one of my favorite franchises being Star Wars, I've got a bad feeling about this. I just knew something was off, but we were going to give this guy uh, a second chance or a third or fourth chance. I don't even know. But he took it a little too far, started posting inappropriate things in Discord, started asking some very personal questions, and that's when it reached the tipping point, and I decided he just absolutely had to go. Now, like I said, I'm the guy who likes to try to extend a little bit of grace to people, but if you come back and bite me after I have been the one to extend some grace... I just, that, that's not good. That is not going to happen. Uh, and the thing is, in the position where I'm at right now, where I'm in a YouTuber's clan, uh, and being in a YouTuber's clan, and being a, a co-leader in a YouTuber's clan, and a moderator in a YouTuber's clan, means that, that we're friends with the co-leaders and the moderators of all of the other YouTuber's clans and Discord servers. So when somebody does something that is really toxic to us, all of us moderators talk, guys. And we will then reach out to all of the fellow guys out there in the community and say, hey, look out for this dude. He's in your server. And here's the stuff that he has done to us. And you'll end up getting banned from not just the clan that you offended, but the clan of all the other ones that we're friends with, and and that's what happened in this case. Um, we, we reached out to some friends, and I, I said, look, dude is practically trying to dox people. Um, he's asking questions about, well, we won't even go into what he's asking questions about. And last I looked, he had been booted from four different Discord servers and three different clans, and I, I hate to... I hate to just go after somebody to go after them, but at some point when they've been, we've been trying to teach them in a kind manner, here's the right way to react, here's the right way to do things, and they just ignore you and then come back and bite you, you've got to learn a lesson somehow, and it, it, I'd rather you learn it in a digital world than out in real life, because out in real life, people aren't just going to kick your pixels out of their clan. Um, there's some really mean people out there in real life that, that might just do some really mean things to you, and we want to prevent that stuff. Uh, another thing that we've just recently had to deal with was rumors of people breaking Supercell Terms of Service. We had someone who had joined one of the clans uh, for a trial period. They got kicked out of the clan after ignoring some guidance from leadership. Um, just some of the, the attitudes and things, they just didn't seem like they were going to be a good fit for the clan, so they ended up getting kicked out. Later on, we start getting reports in Discord that, hey, this guy that was in your clan, he scammed me out of a Clash of Clans account. And it was more than just one person saying that. And then we start researching and, and looking into this a little bit, 
and find out that there's a bunch of people that have complained about this person trying to buy accounts, trying to buy clans, scamming people out of things. And that looks bad on us. You see, if Supercell were to get reports of this person doing things that break terms of service and then research his clan history and it shows up he was in one of my clans, all the guys who warred with this dude could now potentially end up on some watch list of suspicious accounts. And I can't have that happening. So what we had to do was we, we, we did a little bit of research, asked around, got some screenshots of, of some Discord conversations, had some people send us a little bit of testimony of, here's what this guy did to me. And I had to report him to Supercell um, just to say, hey, this guy was in my clan. Uh, he did not make it through his trial period. We kicked him out of the clan. And then after we kicked him out, we, we learned of this suspicious behavior. So now we were obligated to report the suspicious behavior. One, because we don't want guys who are breaking terms of service in the game, period. Two, I want to protect my clan and my clan members from any sort of repercussions that would come out uh, against them because they had warred with someone who had broken terms of service. And three, as I've said just a few minutes ago, I'm in a YouTuber's clan, and that, that YouTuber is affiliated with Supercell. You can go in and use code Klaus, and some of the proceeds that you would use to purchase things in-game can go to him. I don't want to jeopardize his income because he is harboring people who are breaking Supercell's terms of service. So we have to address it in a way that shows we did our due diligence to prevent any of that stuff from happening. Um, so yeah, we, we've got a dude that we've now reported up to Supercell for suspicious behavior. Got a nice thank you back from Supercell uh, and I've washed my hands of that. Uh, we're no longer going to be dealing with, with that. But those are the types of things that you end up having to deal with, right? You've got either toxic people that come into the clan and just start, you know, spouting all kinds of stuff, or you find rumors of people who are, are doing stupid things in-game that, that can get you hurt. Um, I know back in the day, our guy Powerbang, back when he was still doing Clash of Clans, was in Finland at Supercell headquarters, and the the team that investigates suspicious behavior within accounts and clans found somebody that was in uh, WHF, Powerbang's uh, clan, that had been, I think he was was using some third-party software, doing some modding. Um, and while Powerbang is over there, his entire clan got banned from war for like 30 days or something because they found one person that was suspicious. Now. If, if you really want to, you can go back and watch some of the videos that went along with that. That that started a whole chain of events that I think did eventually improve some of the processing that, that, that Supercell goes through when they're investigating these things. But there's still potential out there that if you've got somebody in your clan doing stupid stuff, that there could be repercussions come back on you. So keep an eye on that stuff. It, I hate that you have to do it, but if, if it does, reach out to Supercell in-game. Um, you can go into this, you know, tap the little gear, go down to support, help and support, contact us, and just shoot them a, a little message that says, hey, I have a, you know, someone who's doing something suspicious. 
um, can I report it? And they'll they'll respond back to you. Um, you have to go through the little automated bot thing first until you can actually get a hold of a person. But they'll they'll get back with you and, and they'll leave a link where you can upload some screenshots or, or give a little narrative of what's happening. Um, and that's just one way to, to report it before somebody else does or before the automated uh, security things catch it uh, and, and protect your clan and your people. So look out for that stuff. Um, it's, it's, it's no fun when you have to do it, but there's, there's ways to, to help out and, and make sure that it gets done. So let's, uh, I guess, end this on a little bit happier note. I don't, you know, don't want to end it on, on booting people and getting people reported for stuff. Um, what can we end this on? Guys, um, again, we've got a, uh, another event coming up on, with the Clash Files family, uh, Town Hall 14, Random Spin, um, going to be a, hopefully a 50v50 war. Check out Clash Files uh, Discord server for that. We've got just clan wars coming up that, that we're all doing and clan games. Don't yet know what's going to be in the clan games. I think we're all hoping for what probably books of buildings so that we can finish upgrading uh, pet houses, maybe books of heroes so that we can upgrade the pets themselves, but we'll see. Um, and, and I bet that once clan games start, if you are in, oh, let's say, Champion League or Titan League, you're probably going to run into a bunch of clouds. So, now that we have a few days before clan games start, I would suggest either this is the time to make your push up to Legend so that you can get above the clouds, or maybe drop a little bit down to around Crystal so that you're down below the clouds, because I guarantee that those higher... Uh, mid-tier to higher leagues are going to have a ton of clouds when clan game starts because everybody's farming up their Town Hall 14s, all the big guys anyway, farming up the Town Hall 14s, and everybody else is just trying to farm and hit clan games. We all know that when clan games hit, there's more activity. So uh, I wish y'all the best. I hope that uh, you're continuing to farm, continuing to win in war, unless you're playing the Knights of Zion or Eden's Edge, and uh, I hope to see you guys out there in the community. Uh, God bless and have some fun and stay safe while you're out there playing in traffic. Bye for now.